G'day guys, welcome back to another episode of the Hello JW podcast. Very special episode today. Yeah, I say this at the start of every guest episode. Uh, today is a guest episode, one of the first, this is the first guest episode that I'm recording since the podcast went through a whole heap of change in terms of the name and the message and how we how we put out our, our content. And today is quite special because I have a... Oh, an Invictus attendee and a Vikings Voyage to Be attendee, which is going to be real sick. So I've got Taylor here with me today. Taylor Lease? Yeah, that's, that's how you say it. Okay. I swear you've got two last names, don't you? I've got a middle name. So Taylor D, D double E, and then Lease. It's, it's a waste of two letters, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> There's a good meaning behind it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> What's the meaning behind it? Um, so my parents gave me the middle name D because. The last three letters of my nan's name was Merid, uh, D-double-E, but it was, her full name was Merid D. Yeah. Um, and she was very uh, helpful during um, my early stages of life. And so they were just like, cool, let's give him, a, let's give him the middle name D. Sick. Yeah. Man, I just jumped in there being like, yeah, what a waste. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, actually, uh, yeah, my, my nan, did you say your nan? <laughs> yeah, my yeah. nan. Your nan, blah, 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 it's her name. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. Just sinking back <laughs> yeah. into my chair. Oh, man. Um, that's actually really beautiful. So I do apologize. No, it's okay. <laughs> I always got like lashed for that name, but I love yeah. it. Yeah, it makes me unique. Beautiful. Anyway, yeah, today we're going to be uh, going to be diving into Taylor's pre yeah pre Invictus journey and sort of what that was all about, and you know your whole I suppose your whole journey leading up to Invictus, not even just like you know the few months before, but yeah, childhood or wherever we feel like you want to start, and then yeah, your time at Invictus, and then yeah, the changes you've gone through since Invictus has occurred. So. I'm going to throw it over to you, my man. Let's uh, start wherever you feel like you want to start in terms of, yeah, pre, pre-Invictus. Yeah, let's um, <clears throat> let's go back. Let's go way oh, back. Oh, yeah, I like that. <laughs> well, let's go back in time. <laughs> yeah, let's go right back. Um, I was originally born in Murray Bridge, lived in Bordertown. Um, these are all South Australian um, locations. Um, didn't stay there for a long time, ended up in the outback of Roxby Downs and I spent a good, good portion of my life there. Um, would I ever go back there? Probably not. I don't like the outback that much. Um, but just to give people an idea, cause I don't know where Roxby Downs is. Okay, Roxby well, Downs. I'm not too familiar with South Australia. Yeah, I'm like Adelaide and the Adelaide Hills. Roxby Downs is like um, north, so it's kind of it's towards the Northern Territory, I think. Oh um, yeah, right. It's just just red dirt. I could be totally wrong. Someone's gonna blast me for that, but um, <laughs> if you remember it as being red dirt, man, let's, let's go with red dirt. Yeah, it's just like a place of red dirt. It's a essentially just like a mining town. People go there to work yeah. and um they go there to make good money um and there's like not a whole lot to do there um so red dirt mining um how long did you live there for like 12 13 years of my life yeah wow um 
and what else? You can, you can play footy there and basketball, but when me and my little brother were growing up, we weren't really into sport. And um, so we, yeah, we didn't really have the best time there. Um, it was a very kind of isolated location. Um, and nine times out of ten, you'd make really good friends with people and then they would move away to Adelaide. And it, that was just the reputation of Roxby. Um, so Roxby Downs wasn't exciting. Um, <clears throat> far out. This is a, yeah, we're going to go real far back. So, yeah, growing up in the outback, didn't really have many um, aspirations, didn't really like school that much. I only really went because I had friends there. Wasn't really interested in education. Um, didn't really get along with a lot of the teachers. Uh, just wanted to play video games. Um, had no interest in working. I had a lot of mates that were working and I just had no interest in working. I mean, I had my parents supporting me, so like, I just like, why, why do I need to work? I don't even understand the concept of work. Like, mm. don't need to worry about it. Um, and yeah, we, uh, me and my little brother had a pretty rough time growing up. We, my parents went through a divorce at a really young age. Um, and I'd say to this day, it, you know, it has had its, still does have some effect, um, especially on my little brother. Um, had a chat to my dad about, um, bit more detail into the divorce and um yeah he reckons like my little brother's still a bit affected by it although he won't admit it mm. um and we and no offense to my parents but they did a horrible job at hiding it they did a horrible job at hiding it they and my dad took full ownership of that as well which yeah. is pretty funny that's good yeah. i feel like some parents they when they try and hide it because i've spoken many times to blokes about like their parents getting divorced and Everyone has the same answer. They're just like, yeah, we knew the whole time what was going on. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think uh, I think some parents, not all, but some parents are like, oh, no, nah, my kids aren't that smart, but kids are fucking smart. Mm, like, oh. I know, because I've got one. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's so switched on. It's not funny. You can't yeah. get away with anything. It's like yeah. what you said the other day, like kids, are their brains are like sponges. Mm. And that'll live with me forever because as soon as the, the day I have a child, I'm going to take all that into consideration. Mm. Um, because I just from, just from experience, the stuff that we were exposed to, we absorbed it like sponges. Yeah. And it was ridiculous how much that came into the last like just my teenage years and early adulthood like yeah. it's crazy how much just a little bit of exposure can like really affect how you are now mm, and 100%. i did not realize that until invictus <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> so how old were you when your parents divorced um i can't remember the exact age um yeah i was I th- he was i was under 10 years old yeah. Um, my brother was still pretty young. Um, I think there was a lot that contributed to the, to the divorce, but my mum took a big hit. I, uh, at, we had, um, we had a little sister who died at birth yeah. and that sent mum spiraling, um, unfortunately. So, and yeah, she, I don't personally, I don't feel like she ever fully recovered from that. Um, which is understandable. Um, but yeah, so my, you know, 
my parents went through it, so often the kids have, you know, they get dragged into it, um, sometimes unconsciously. Um, sometimes people, the parents don't even realise, like, the things that they're saying and doing and they just don't consider the consequences. Maybe they think too much, they think more about their consequences as opposed to, like, what's going to happen to the kids. Like, they're like, oh, I'll yell at my ex-wife and I'll just get a slap on the wrist for it. Mm. What, what happens to the kids? I don't know. <laughs> and how did, how did all of this affect you? So you were under 10 years old and going through that, I can imagine. Because I've never, I've never experienced that. I've only mm. experienced, you know, the, what call it like the third party, I guess, where I've experienced via other people telling me what their experience yeah. is like, right? So, 100%. Yeah, like what was the next sort of few years like for you after all that happened? Um, it was really weird because like I used to think it was really, uh, in a weird way, like besides all the drama that happened that it was kind of cool because like we had two Christmases, we had two birthdays, we had two Easters, I don't know, two Halloweens, like yeah, yeah. plenty of celebrations and... Um, it was like that's yeah that's just how I thought of it. That's how me and my brother thought of it. We're just like, cool, we get double of everything. Like, how cool is that? Mm. Um, and yeah, we were kind of we just didn't really pay a whole lot of. We tried to not pay a lot of attention to it. It was like one week we're at mum's, one week we're at dad's, one week we're at mum's, one week we're at dad's, um, and that was just kind of how it rolled for the good few years after that dad um he got himself a new partner and she's now my stepmom um i love her to bits um if i didn't have my biological mum around i would legally make her my mum um and um i really hope my mum doesn't listen to this but unfortunately my mum kind of went down a different path and would wasn't hanging around a great crowd of people. Um, her selection of partners weren't great. Um, and we were exposed to just more stuff. We were just exposed to more stuff that kids shouldn't be exposed to. We were told things that we weren't supposed to hear. We were told things about the divorce from external parties, which had no right to say what they said. Mm. Um, and once again, when you're, a, when you're young and you're a sponge, like you just don't don't take that information well um even if you don't take it well it's like i said before it's crazy how much it'll come back and uh, be prevalent in your life um and yeah we uh yeah it was just just a hard hard time because it eventually it went from like it was one week at mum's to one week at dad's and then it was like one week um or maybe two weeks, sometimes three, four weeks at dad's and then a weekend at mum's. Mum wasn't in a good position financially. Um, she wasn't in a good environment and she just wasn't in a good position overall mentally, physically. She was not in a good position. Um, I don't actually know what the story is behind why Mom, uh, dad took us away from mum for extended periods of time and we only got to see mum for like a weekend um, but yeah it was a bit um, it, yeah it was hard because <clears throat> mum wanted to 
uh, moved to Adelaide because um, we had she has family up here that was going to support her, but we begged her not to because that would mean less time without her. Um, and so she decided to stay and just kind of like get whatever job she could, even if it was just dishwashing. Like she did whatever she could to kind of keep us around. Um, and then let's uh, track it a bit further. It was in 2016 that, um, so my dad was working in the mines. As I said, everyone wants to work in the mines there, good money. Um, they did big, they did a big redundancies. Um, can't remember the reason why, I think we just saved money. Um, and dad lost his job, so we moved, uh, he wanted to move to Adelaide and we had the choice whether or not we wanted to stay here, or stay in uh, Roxby or go to Adelaide. And at the time I started getting into soccer um, and I was like, opportunity, I can't miss it. Like Adelaide is the place of opportunity. I can't miss it. And um, so that was pretty hard for both of us because we begged mum to stay and then we decided to leave. And mum did not handle that very well, <laughs> yeah. which was hard for us just as much. Um, and <clears throat> this is when everything started getting even more interesting in life. Um, so where in Adelaide did you move to? I moved to a suburb called Fulham Gardens. It's in the western suburbs. Yeah. Um, it's really close to like Henley Beach, um, Ooh, nice. West Lakes and stuff. Um, actually by this point my half sister was born as well um, I have two half sisters um, first one was born in 2015 and then we kind of like we were in, still in Roxby at this point but we were like pretty much moving so she was uh, born in 2015 and that was a whole fucking game changer that was because we were just like holy shit we've never had a sister before and we've never actually had to look after anyone as young as her so that was a whole game changer that was however I love her to bits she's now seven years old and is you know absolutely love and adore my sisters um and then yeah we transitioned to Adelaide and I just saw it as a great opportunity and um you said this was, was this 2016? 2016. How old were you then? Uh, I was 15 at the start of the year, yeah. I believe. My math could be so wrong then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I could be wrong. Um, but I'm pretty sure I was 15. Yeah, Such cool. a long time ago. Um, but it's funny, going back to the whole... Um, you're just so easily influenced by your parents because... Um, early into 2016 I started hanging around the wrong crowds <laughs> started hanging around the wrong crowds and uh, got myself in a bit of trouble um, at school got myself in a bit of trouble with my parents and oh that was disaster that was um, but to me it felt like it was a normal thing to do as a teenager because I, I we, just me and my little brother we just grew up with it we just thought it was a normal thing mm. um yeah, I started to hang around people who were, uh, yeah, just into, you know, smoking weed and doing whatever else on the weekend, and um, I kept it pretty, um, pretty, I say tame, like, we, me and, like, a small group of people 
we just would smoke before school or something and or after school and I thought like I was on top of the world because like in Roxby I was never a popular kid um uh, I used to get uh, bullied quite a lot and so coming to Adelaide I started getting popular but popular with the wrong group mm. and so I was just stuck hanging around people that were just smoking and doing whatever else they could um and I thought it was cool and I just kept doing it and I thought I could never get in trouble for it um but fuck was I wrong <laughs> um so eventually yeah I can't remember the ins and outs of it but like the school got involved caught some caught someone doing something and then everyone got involved police got involved and it was just yeah disaster um but that that was a turning point for me it was like cool I can recognize these people as like people I can hang around with in school but I will no longer be hanging out with you you guys outside of school because this would be detrimental to the person that I want to be in the future I wanted to be like a famous soccer player playing for the Socceroos and whatnot. Didn't yeah. it, didn't end up happening, but they could probably use you right now, actually. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah Argentina. So I think it's tomorrow morning. Yeah, uh, we're, we're recording this. I don't know when I'm going to put this out, but it's what it's just after lunch on Saturday. So in about twelve hours' time, I think they play. Oh. I think it's like two a.m. If they man. win, I'm going to absolutely lose. If they it. beat Argentina, man. I'm going to lose it. Yeah, it's going to be wild. I used to love watching the soccer and playing soccer, um, but as you get older and you have more responsibilities, you kind of yeah. put it on hold. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you would have grown up when it was like Cahill and Harry. Kuehl. Yes, that's exactly yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, Cahill was like my idol. Legends. Yeah, yeah he was my yeah. idol. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, anyway, so that was, yeah, 2016-ish, you were saying? Yeah, 2016, going on to like 2017. Um, yeah. That's when, yeah, I just, my invite, oh, I just, the, the people I was hanging around with weren't the greatest people. Um, yeah. I mean, they're good people. I actually still am in contact with most of them or some of them today, but I, um just at the time they just weren't the right people to hang around with um but it was crazy how i managed to take that awareness and like yeah yeah cool i want to be something in the future i don't want to be around these kind of people like i'm sure they're all doing well today um but it's just not my not my crowd um yeah so then let's go into 2018 slash 2019. This was a big year of uh, development and also a big year of a uh, lot of mistakes, a um, lot, of, lot of hurt towards me, but also towards other people. Um, so yeah, I, I got into a relationship with this um with this girl and i mean everything was traveling along real real smooth um probably moved a bit quicker than it needed to i mean due to her family circumstances she actually had to move in with me and i was still living at home with my parents and i was only like yeah 18 19 um so very young um still learning the ropes and um yeah i think at that (coughs) at that age it's probably a better idea to avoid dating 
that's just my personal opinion because I feel like at those ages, actually no, it's just fact. At those ages, you have a lot of development to go through, and there's a lot of learning and a lot of processes that you must go through and you will go through. And emotionally, I was not there. Emotionally, I was very. How do I put this? Emotionally unstable <laughs> that's yep. what I'm looking for I was very emotionally unstable um, I was very insecure I had essentially no confidence but I would face put on a face as if I did have a lot of confidence um, I physically I wasn't wasn't strong wasn't physically strong and I think that is a key asset for anyone um, I was very lazy didn't do anything um, I worked in worked at Hungry Jacks for a good part of like okay, four years, um, and I just wasn't really wasn't really just wasn't there. Like I wasn't present. I was just kind of like going with the flow. Like I had no aspiration. Like there's one thing having no aspiration when you're a bit younger, but when you're getting towards like your early twenties and you don't have aspirations. Even in, even in the slightest, then there's there's some issues. Um, yeah, I agree. And so I was just going with the flow. Anyone would ask me like, "Oh, what do you want to do?" I'm like, "I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I want to do." Like, um, so come towards the end of 2018, I finished school. Fucking hallelujah! Can finally do whatever I want. Don't have to get up early. Don't have to have any, don't have much responsibility, not paying bills or anything. Like, yeah, I'm cheering, no worries. Sleep ins, sleep early, you know, like, I can do whatever <laughs> I want. Yeah, horrible, yeah. horrible mindset. <laughs> horrible mindset. It's funny you can have. look back now and just go, yeah, that, that was fucking stupid. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's like everything I'm, majority of things I'm saying, I'm looking back and it's like, fuck sakes, man. <laughs> but I actually, I was talking to a mate about this yesterday. Um, who's also in the, like the holistic field, um, he was saying, we both agreed that like, it's so funny looking back at the journey and being like, why would I do that? But then it's like, I can appreciate that now. Mm. I can appreciate yeah. everything that's happened. Um, yeah, it's like at the time you didn't know any better. <clears throat> like you can't be hard on yourself when you didn't have the knowledge or the resources available to you. It's like, Everyone's doing the best they can with the resources they have available at the time. I love that quote. Yeah, that's man, the best like, quote. Man, when I was eighteen, I had no fucking clue what I was doing. <laughs> man, like you wouldn't believe. I've said this on the podcast episode before. Um, don't don't know what fucking episode number. So, if there's anyone, you're probably the one that could just be like episode forty three. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to every single one. Um, but yeah, when I was like seventeen. Yeah, probably around 17. I want to be a builder. That was a recent one. It was a recent one. I, I think you've mentioned it in previous episodes, but it was yeah. like a bit more in detail. Yeah. I can't remember the episode, but it was within the last like 10. Within the last 10, it was mentioned. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I imagine it would have been. And then, yeah, I was. Uh, it went from builder to primary school teacher. That's right, yeah. That's, yeah, 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 I'm catching on now. And then personal trainer. Yeah, wild. And like, I look back and I'm like, all I wanted to do was be a builder. Dad was in the building industry. Like, mum was in the building industry. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be a fucking builder, man. 
get a build with tools, mate. Like, kind of shit. And then yeah. I, like, looked at other builders and I was like, why do they look so fucking miserable? I know. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, cool, I rock up to a job site and I turn on the Makita radio and listen to fucking shitty ads all day and mm-hmm. put a few nails in some wood and I mean don't get me wrong I'm not dissing builders I think they do a fantastic job I think builders are very fucking important to society and people that actually want to be builders and are really good at it and allow that to be a really fulfilling career I fucking appreciate you so much however it's just not for me Yeah, and it was I'm never going to be for me Yeah, <laughs> uh, so yeah you were working at Hungry Jack's and then yeah, you were what sleeping in. Yeah, I just up late. wasn't doing anything. Staying up late, playing video games with my mates. Just was not doing anything. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, uh, eventually, just whilst we're on that cycle, like, yeah, that relationship that I was uh, in at the time got very uh, toxic. Um, I put a lot of. Uh, it sounds really um, sounds really cliche, but I put a lot of like blame on myself because all the signs were there. Like she was expressing her needs, she was expressing her desires, she was expressing what she wants to do in the future. She was just like always going ham in like what she wanted out of me, which is there's nothing wrong with that. If you're in a relationship and someone is communicating you in an appropriate manner. That these are their needs, their wants, their desires, blah, blah, blah. You, you need to sit there and fucking listen mm-hmm. and you need to take it on board and be very conscious, be very present when you're having that conversation. And I was the exact opposite of everything I just said. I didn't give a fuck. I was like, you're not going anywhere. Like you're literally living at my house. You have nowhere to go. That was the mindset I had, but I would, I would never tell her that. But that was the mindset I had. I'm like, you're, you're not going anywhere. Like what, what are you going to do? Break up with me? Yeah. Like you can't. You got nowhere to go. Um, horrible mindset. I was a very uh, unstable, emotionally unstable person, um, and you know you could put it in that category of a. I was a. I was a toxic person, and I'll fucking hand on heart own that shit because I was. Um, am I being a bit hard because I was like eighteen coming on to nineteen? Probably, but you know, at the end of the day, everyone should be treated with respect, and everyone should be heard. So. It would have been, if I had that mindset, I reckon that relationship would have turned out a lot different. Um, <clears throat> so I got really bad um, and we ended up just kind of, yeah, we had a big, there was a pretty um, significant incident that kind of led to the whole relationship getting like a million times worse. Um, and it kind of just, started going downhill to the point where I was like, yeah, look, this isn't working. So, um, like I wasn't even like, she would fight, she would fight to maintain the relationship. And I would just be like, why are you fighting? Like, just end it. I didn't want to be the one to end it, but eventually I was. Yeah. Um, so then that, yeah, that kind of, that relationship ended and then there was a bit more, uh, I don't know what the psychology is behind this, but, you know, when guys, they end a relationship and at first they're like, they're going to a party and they're like, yeah, this is fucking sick. Like, yeah, of course. tricks on me, you know, like single, let's go. Mm-hmm. And then like, eventually they just start like getting 
depressed like they just start kind of regretting the decision that was me and like it's the opposite for the females like they are not in all circumstances but from my experiences like the females they get pretty down at first but then like after a while they start healing and then they're just like they're prospering they're fucking living their best life keyword what you said just then was what prospering no before that uh what did i say healing healing yeah yeah most blokes don't put in the time, effort, and energy to Right, that's right. Yeah, whereas... I don't know what it is, but females are more likely, I would say. However, that is rapidly changing now with mm. the amount of blokes that are diving into, like... Yeah, working on themselves, personal yeah, development. Yeah, Becoming more conscious, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And yeah, I mean... There's multiple avenues of psychology you can go down with that kind of stuff. It's like... Uh, if you feel trapped in a relationship, you're going to seek freedom. So what things make you feel the most free? Mm. Going out clubbing, partying yeah. with mates, seeing how many chicks you can hook up with. Like mm. how many chicks can you fuck in a week? Like just being like, yeah, I have no bounds. I am not tied to anything. I'm completely free. No rules, nothing holding me back. Yeah. And after a while, you start to realize that that is probably the most unfulfilling fucking thing Bro, to do. You ever. just explained my whole year. My <laughs> yeah. whole year. My yeah. whole year of like, was it 2019 or 2020? No, my, yeah, my whole year of 2020. Like, yeah. Um, and a little bit of 2019. Like, that's just all I did. I was yeah. like, how many people can I sleep with? How many people can I message? And how many yeah, matches yeah. can I get on Tinder? Literally, like, yeah. yeah. That's like, what I, and yeah, you're right. I just, I was so unfulfilled yeah i was so unfulfilled coming into my early like nine uh coming into my 20s yeah um and like those things are all disguised as like connection you know those things are all wearing the mask of connection and it's not you're not connecting with anyone when you match with them on tinder you're not connecting with anyone when you're friends with them on facebook it's like if you're having genuine conversation and you're having face-to-face interaction and you're actually having like heartfelt conversations and that kind of thing, spending good quality time, all of that, that is connection. Mm. Every single fucking human being on the planet craves connection. Even when you believe you, even if you're, if you're a man listening to this and you believe that you don't think you need connection, shut the fuck up and go look at the <laughs> <laughs> To put it bluntly, you, you crave connection. It's so it's right. From, whether it's from your mates, from your partner, your parents, brothers, sisters, whatever the hell it is, everybody needs connection. So like when when you go on a roll with that kind of thing, because I've been there too, man, like you get on a roll with it, like you come up with one chick and then you're talking to another one and you're like, oh, they don't know each other. Hmm. And then you're like, oh, well, I'll, put, I'll just talk to a chick in a different postcode because then they're there's no chance of them ever meeting and then I'll do someone else in another postcode and then I'll make sure I check their friends make sure they're not friends on Facebook and you know but it just you get you get out of hand yeah like, you just fucking go absolutely nuts and then you're like hang on a second why do I feel the emptiest I've ever felt in my life yeah oh shit I don't actually have any genuine connection in my life that's it yeah so yeah that was what 20, 2019 or let's go like early 2019 so 2019 I was probably the most depressed I'd ever been just because like that whole relationship and going through those little like party stages early 2020 is like when I started kind of moving on from that but living that more unfulfilled life and there's a good most of 2020 I don't actually remember because it was just party drugs women yeah work party drugs women work that's 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 all I really did, for the most part. I didn't really do anything else. Um, just trying to fit in, um, just people please. Wasn't a great year. Um, and then um, 
<clears throat> so yeah, 2020, let's just say, don't remember much of it. Um, and we'll move on from that year. And then 2021, this is when things started looking up. This is when things really started looking up. Um, at the start of the year, I actually got into the um, Army Reserves and then I did my basic Army training in uh, February. Um, and I was also uh, working uh, with Brett at the time and I was so I had, had a coach and I was really... Shout out to my man Brett. Also shout out to Brett. Victor's attendee. <laughs> Brett is like, I owe a lot to Brett because he really um, showed me the ropes of um, uh, training and personal training. Um, yeah, owe a lot to Brett. Uh, we actually used to work together at HJ's as well, which is pretty funny. Um, Where? HJ's, Hungry Jacks. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay, I didn't know. <laughs> Sorry, I'm uh, not up to date See, with the fast food take slang. <laughs> Brett listens to this, he'll understand what I'm saying. I mean, I can understand, like, Mickey D's. That's pretty... Is that <laughs> oh, Come on, yeah. That's what we got on yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, cool. Like, so it's like Mickey D's, the Colonel. Okay, yeah, I get yeah, the Colonel one. That's, yeah. I couldn't get the Mickey D's one. I've never heard that one before. And that's all I know. They know how it's changed, so... Yeah, okay. That's um, definitely beneficial information. <laughs> <laughs> so much value. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you trained with Brett and then... Trained under yeah. Brett and then, um, yeah, went and did my basic army training. Um, had, it was an interesting time. Um, I think after the training I realised, oh, I thought I wanted to stick to it, but then I really started diving into uh, personal training and I was like, you know what I'm really good at? Lifting weights. <laughs> you know what I'm actually also really good at? Nutrition. Hmm. Jeez, what what is a career choice that I can do <laughs> that incorporates both of those? I don't want to go to university because I'm not a huge fan of paying a lot of money, like a lot of money, and studying. I actually like studying, but it's just the fact that I've put a lot of money into it. Um. So what can I do? Then I was like, then I literally, as I was like thinking that in my mind, I'm scrolling. I'm um. Facebook and um, an ad Please comes up oh, an ad no. comes up for like a training course and I was <laughs> like huh <laughs> that looks cool yeah. so I clicked on it and then literally just like I put in a um, inquiry and like five minutes later I got a phone call yeah they're and good at that yeah, yeah. I'm really good at that um, and they fucking sold me don't worry they um, they were really quick they made me feel really good which is <laughs> part of their job that's yeah. fine um, yeah, and no, I, I enrolled into the course and it was like a, um, 16 week full-time course, which started in May and it was, oh, undoubtedly one of the best decisions I ever made. Um, because this is when I started finding purpose. This is when I was like sick. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to change someone's life. Like I'm going to help people become confident in their body but also in the gym like that sounds sick to me i just got to stick at this full-time study for 16 weeks don't miss a day and i'll be cheering and that's exactly what i did i stuck at it 16 weeks didn't miss a day because i was like i want to get a i want to be the one person that gets 100 percent attendance and Hell yeah. someone else 
did it as well so whatever <laughs> <Damn>. but <laughs> where are they no. <laughs> they were literally like halfway through the course they were like i hope you get sick just so you miss one Ooh. day and i was like you know what i hope you eat some raw sushi <laughs> and don't come to the course isn't that what sushi is anyway uh <laughs> you eat raw salmon okay <clears throat> yeah you're right there's there was a sushi place downstairs but like someone got like oh, yeah, someone right. got sick from dodgy, eating it dodgy sushi raw sushi i fucked yeah, up there that's fine. Anyway, I own that shit. You guys know what I meant. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> guess that sort of brings us to 2022, huh? Is what that was 2021? You said. Yeah, it was 2021. Yeah. Um, and it and was. When did you meet your When did you meet your current partner? Holy shit! Um, I met her in. Or when did you guys start? Yeah. When did you start? Yeah. So we met shortly after I finished my. Um, training my uh, basic army training um around um feb early feb and march we've actually known each other like for quite a while prior to actually catching up for the first time um yeah we matched a couple times on a few different apps but we never really like caught up um and it was really oh, funny chestnut she it was really funny so she slid into the dms first hey. um and so we both had a pretty heavy interest in going to the gym and lifting weights and looking good and whatnot and she uh i put on my instagram story like i was doing a like flexing my bicep and i was like get into the fucking gym like just been a fucking meathead and then she swiped up to the story and she was like i've already been and literally like we're just back and forth conversations back back and forth conversations and then like one night after work i was like I want to go to a lookout. Do you want to come? Hey, romantic. And, um... Give me like... Didn't think much of it. I was like, oh, I'm sure we'll just catch up. Like, I don't really see much else. I don't know if anything else will happen, but... Wait, sure wait, 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 wait. Catch wait. up. Hold on a second. Come on now. This is like the most classic move. <laughs> oh, I'm going to take her to a lookout. <laughs> At night time, after work. That's like a, that's like every 80s romantic movie ever. Um, you know, they're in the car and then the cops are a car. <laughs> tapping on the foggy window. It's like, hey, what's going on here? Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Um, yeah, we, I mean, we literally just caught up and we, um, we just had some really... It was really funny for our first catch up. We just had some really deep conversations, like just deep conversations. Like I had spoke about my past and how my upbringing was a bit pagan. And, you know, she was talking about her upbringing. She felt really like neglected as a child and like all these different bits and pieces. Um, and it was just like, just an immediate connection. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I've never been able to connect with someone so quickly before. What the, what the fuck's going on here? Mm. Uh, just obviously wasn't listening to my heart at the time um and then we just kind of started hanging out a bit more um just catching up every now and then and hanging out um it was really funny she kept trying to like make the first move as in like she kept going in for like a hug or a kiss and i'd always like be too nervous i was like yeah, right. shy away from it um just because like it's a funny like uh I was going to say controversial, controversial, um, thing for me, but it was like when I was getting involved in like casual hookups, like I didn't give a fuck. 
and I would just like go ham and not really care because I'm like I'm probably not going to see you by the morning so like I don't care yeah, yeah. for the person that I'm actually interested in I was just so nervous I'm just like if I get rejected this is going to fucking hurt man yeah yeah um and uh I mean eventually I overcame it but it did take a little bit um and then eventually we Carmen if you're listening to this he was just nervous <laughs> yeah I was just nervous Carmen yeah um we oh god this story oh yeah here we go this is what I love what pops up in podcasts where you just don't have a plan yeah this you get is stories like this that are just so good this is like the this is a funny funny story um <laughs> I'm ready for it so we we went out one night together um and um we got both got really really drunk um and uh we obviously we go home in the morning we go separate ways i'm off to spend time with the family and then i get a message from her and she's like do you remember what happened last night and i was like what she's like do you remember asking me to be a girlfriend last night and i was like what the fuck no <laughs> i was like no i don't remember and then she's like oh okay i'm like however I'm not great at half-assing things, so I'm just going to fucking send it. Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> and then so we just made an official from that day. Um, and, yeah, we, I mean, like, just like any relationship, like, we've had our really good moments, we've had some really dull moments, and we just constantly um, looking to improve our relationship. Um, but it wasn't... Uh, initially it wasn't going on the right path up until about Invictus uh, initially it wasn't going on the right path because I was falling into that trap of like getting comfortable with the bare minimum yep. uh, I was falling into the trap that I fell into with my last relationship uh, where not to that not to that in, uh, to that extent but it was still like still present mm-hmm. where I was not giving enough and I would be told what to do and I'd be like yeah yeah I'll take it on board and I would just never do it um, so I was not fully committed I was not 100% committed to that relationship although like I wouldn't go out and cheat on my partner but I wasn't fully committed to the relationship emotionally yeah um, so it's probably a good segue to go into your experience at Invictus then I feel yeah because what's that that was September 2020 yeah September this year <coughs> so yeah let's uh I know we're just we know we're 40 minutes into this but yeah this is good this is really yeah good. I went on a massive tangent there no um, this is awesome man this is so good this is what I want this to be about like everyone listening this is what they love about guest episodes. Like you would have listened to some guest episodes. Yeah, I love listening to guest episodes. And it's like, oh, I it's great. That. Like you get so much from it. And there's going to be so many bugs out there. They're going to be listening to this and just resonate so much with your story. Like mm. it's going to be great. So then, yeah, what was? Because I think you jumped on Invictus middle of the year. Like you jumped on a fair way out. What made you? What was the reason you jumped on? Um. So. I pretty much came across your Instagram um, through uh, Brett and um, I followed Sam, but I didn't know Sam. 
Um, but I just followed him because it was good content. Yeah. Um, Shout out to you, Sam, for <laughs> fucking banger content. <laughs> Shout out to him. Um, and there were, you posted something that I like really resonated with and I shared it to my story. And this is before you actually followed me. So I shared it to my story because I'm like, yeah, that's that's sick. I love that. Like, resonate with that. What and I, I, have, I can't remember, to be honest with you. Okay. Like, I have a tendency <laughs> to, like, if I see something I resonate with, I'll put it on my story. Um, so I shared it. Um, and I don't think... I'm not even sure if you um, noticed the share because I didn't actually tag you in it. I just, like, reposted it. Yeah. Um, so you probably wouldn't have gotten a notification. Yeah, probably missed it. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, I was just cruising through life, doing, doing business, doing PT. And then all of a sudden, uh, <laughs> get a voice message from Jacob Weatherly. And I was like, oh, that's the guy that I like reposted. And I'm like, his content's fucking sick. Like, he wants to chat with me? What the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, what's going on here? Um, but deep down, I kind of knew I'm like, oh, he's... Maybe it's just one of those coaches that are gonna fucking give you a cold pitch and fucking. Oh yeah. Yeah, I had one. Of, I've had like two of those in the last couple of days, and I'm just oh, like, oh really? It's so annoying. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, I, you sent me a voice message, which is like, I was like, what the fuck? Who sends voice messages? <laughs> like, <laughs> who the fuck does that? <laughs> um. Yeah, me. That's who. <laughs> I know. I don't stop doing it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, then you kind of like, you wanted to arrange a phone call. Um, and I was like, I know exactly where this is going, but I'm whatever, like, let's do it. Maybe like, there was just something that was calling me. It was like, yeah, like I was given an ultimatum by my partner and this is something I haven't told anyone yet. So exclusive, (laughs) exclusive info here. I was pretty much giving an ultimatum. Like I needed do something about like my mental health, like see a psychologist or something or a counselor or something, whatever it is to remain in this relationship. Um, because it was, it was going downhill as I mentioned before. Um, and, uh, I didn't really think much of it. Like when you contacted me, I'm just like, he's not a qualified psychologist, so it doesn't technically count. I'm sure. But then I intended the event and I was like, this is exactly what I fucking needed without even realizing I needed it. Like, yeah, that was, that was like, that was the turning point. The Invictus was the turning point for me in every aspect of my life, in my relationship, in my business, where I want to be, who I want to be friends with, uh, yeah, my future and my family, like, it was a turning point for everything. That's where, and, oh, fuck, and here's a big one. We, when I become a father, that one as well. Like, I only realized that recently, but, like, Shit. when I become a father, like, I've got a lot of handy tools <laughs> at my disposal. Thanks to Jacob. You don't fucking cry. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't cry. I, I fucking... Can't stand when Black's cry. Yeah, that's the kind of guy I am. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. What were your three biggest takeaways from Invictus? Fuck's sake, that's a loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) 
There's a load of questions. Three takeaways. I've got so many. Um, first one would have to be you are not a product of your past. Because I used to think, and I had the mindset that I couldn't change because of everything I've experienced in the past. I had this mindset that I am the way because I lacked a lot of emotional support when I grew up. So therefore my emotional support towards other people is slim. That was a massive takeaway because those are areas I wanted to change. Initially, I didn't think I could change, but I came to Invictus, I was given this booklet, and I'm like, these areas are going to change. I want to change. And when these things started changing, like, I literally wrote in my notebook, like, I want to be more present. I want to be more loving. I want to be more caring. And there was a couple others, I can't quite remember them, but those three key I remember I was just sitting, like, driving with my partner one day, and I was like, so how do you think I've been, like, a couple of days after Invictus? And she mentioned all those three things without me telling her those were the three things that I wow. wanted to um, receive from Invictus. So I was like, what the f... Oh, my God. <laughs> this is insane. That's so good. So that one... Um, second one was... I actually have the ability to achieve whatever I want. Like I actually can do it and resistance is just part of it as opposed to resistance is the reason you won't do it. So resistance will always be a part of it and I fucking love resistance. <laughs> I love resistance. Like, I, I had to wait for that. <laughs> I had to emphasize it. I love resistance. I love challenges. I love it when things come at me fucking head on and I'm just like, and I'm starstruck and I'm like, what do I do? Like, I love those moments because in those moments, I'm just like, maybe depending on how severe the moment is, it's like, okay, I can feel a bit shit. But now instead of completely giving up or avoiding it and putting it for later, it's like, oh, I'm so keen to fucking sort this out and it'll happen doesn't matter if it happens now or happens later, it's going to happen. Like I'm going to overcome this resistance and it will happen regardless of anything. Fuck yeah. Um, third one. Um, third one. I've definitely... Or the biggest take, well, this takeaway was, it's kind of a combination of both. It's a combination of a couple of things, but um, I actually learned a lot about patience. Um, I learned a lot about confidence. I learned a lot about um, uh, tools you can use such as release work and breath work and journaling and meditation and visualizations um, and, you know, writing down your outcomes and um, seeing the evidence and holy fuck I wish I had these tools when I was a bit younger like in my early teens because those those things have really helped me and will continue to help me for the rest of my life and like I said when I the day I become a father those tools I'm going to use for my own children 
and those children are going to be uh, I want to say set for life with the tools that I can provide for them they're my three biggest takeaways little Taylor's going to pop out and you'll be like, all right, what do you want to do by your five-year-old, five years old? What do you want to do by the time you're five? Let me write it down. What's evidence of that? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> no, you're right. 100%. Yeah, far out, man. Let's just wrap this episode up right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love that. And thank you as well. I really do appreciate it. It's all right. As I've always said to you, I always appreciate that. And how's it been... I feel fucking stupid asking this now, but it's like, how's it been since Invictus? <laughs> it's like, but what has been the journey for you since Invictus? Because what, September was only, what, four months ago? Yeah. Four? Four, I think it's four. Yeah, four. I don't know. Holy shit, how has Invictus been? Uh, sorry, how have I been since Invictus? Question is, how haven't I been? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I went from like, you know, uh, pre-Invictus I was pretty like stagnant like but post-Invictus like my business will be going through a complete transformation by like mid this month early January a complete transformation um, at my um, my hospitality job I was uh, given a higher position than just you know, an employee. Um, so I have a bit more responsibility now, which is like huge because I always wanted it. Um, but I never took the, the leap because I was always afraid or, um, just thought I wasn't worthy of it. Um, relationship is the best it's ever been. Um, okay. Like all relationships, it does have its moments. Um, but it, Whole, like I can wholeheartedly say and I know Carmen will say the same it has the best it's ever been um, you know, she's also very thankful of you Jacob for that um, but yeah we're in a really we're in a really good position like a lot better than what we were um, gee what's another one yeah I think just like mentally yeah, just mentally, I'm fucking, I'm so, I'm such a confident person. Like, yeah, in terms of like my mentality, like I'm so confident, I'm so clear. And like my stress levels have been like, despite a whole shit going on at the moment, not like bad shit, just like moving house and stuff and yeah. a lot of transitioning with the business and stuff. Um, like my stress levels are so low because I'm like, I actually am fully in control and if things feel out of control I can control them and if they're uncontrollable then that's fucking not my problem it's uncontrollable and yeah yeah I've I've said it so many times man but like I owe so much to you like I owe so much to your services and so much to who you are as a person um you know you'd think like I'm sure there's coaches out there that once they fulfill the service like they just kind of fuck off and you don't see him ever again but I actually can happily call you a mate and someone I can you know if I ever need guidance I can 
I've sent you a voice message. Yeah. <laughs> you, you and your voice messages, that's actually so good. I actually think that I haven't replied to one of your voice messages yet that you sent me like a week ago. I just thought of it as you said voice message. And I was like, I'm pretty sure he's actually sent me a voice message. And then it just got lost in our messages because there's so, much so many things going on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, I'm super thankful. Like, very, very thankful for everything you've done and everything you continue to do. I'm extremely excited for Vikings Voyage. Um, like extremely fucking excited, but similar to what I did as Invictus, I'm keeping my mind blank because, um, yeah. that I feel like that's probably the best thing you can do instead of setting expectations. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, you've, you, I, I also said this, but you're just a master of your craft, man. And, uh, we need, we need blokes like you to continue doing what they're doing to change lives. I can honestly see you changing the lives of millions one day, Jacob. <laughs> Just to end on that note. <laughs> oh, man. Here's me thinking that, oh, yeah, I'll just, I'll just do another guest episode. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get back into guest episodes. It'll be so fun. (laughs) I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh man, why am I ball miser? (laughs) I think, um, firstly, thank you, man. Like, yeah, receiving that, receiving that very deeply same fucking thing happened when we had our call and you said the same thing and mm. I was just like ah oh, shit and I just lost it the same same thing I was like fuck it's, I mean it's it's one thing to internally know that like I know I'm doing a good job I know that this work is you know what my heart is calling me to do and like what my soul is on this fucking planet to do but it's also really nice to hear that mm. external feedback sometimes as well. So yeah, absolutely. I really want to fucking thank you for that, man. I it's appreciate good, it. Man. You deserve it. Whew. Bring on Vikings Voyage, eh? Oh, dude. I'm so excited. 2023. I'm so excited. Yeah, let's go. I think we're going to wrap it up there. I think that's, uh, you know, we're almost hitting the hour mark. So yeah. there's a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. There's a lot that of was, value in there. I actually didn't think I had that much to talk about, but... I'm surprised yeah, <laughs> how much funny. I got out. Yeah, right. 100%. It's funny how just like when you're talking about so much stuff and you just get on a roll and then all of a sudden you look at the timer and you're like, oh shit, it's been like 58 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if, uh, if anyone listening to this, if anyone has any questions for Taylor or yeah, you want to follow him along on his journey because he has got some very, very big things coming and I'm also very fucking excited. Oh, to, huge yeah, things coming. 2023 is going to be going to be massive for Taylor and his business. So jump over to his page, Taylor Lease Coaching. I think you are on Instagram. I'll yeah. chuck it in the, in the show notes below. So jump over there, give him a follow. His content's come a long way. Like when I first started following him, his content was shit, not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, hey, I'm just being real. That's but uh, but since then, it has come a long way. It is so much better now. So jump over there, give him a follow. Uh, if you're looking for a coach who, yeah, if you're looking for someone uh, to get you in a fucking kind of woof 
mindset and mentality. That's what your business is about, right? Yeah. I don't know what your business is about, but you just have to follow it's, Taylor on Instagram. It's transforming at the moment, so it's yeah. going through some stages, but... Oh, even more reason to jump over and follow you then. <laughs> yeah, like, the content at the moment's a bit minimal because I've just had a lot of, like, priorities that I need to prioritise, but, yeah, in the coming weeks, like, there'll be a lot more content. Um, I'm definitely moving into the holistic field, and I'm fucking loving it. Um, yeah. It's like, I love the exposure that I've had to it, but it's like... I want to put it into practice. Yeah, I, yeah. I want to change lives just as much as you want to change lives. Sick. And uh, I always finish with this question on guest episodes. No, I know this question. You know this question? Yeah, of course. Question. And by the way, guys, I don't know if I made it obvious before, but he's listened to pretty much, have you listened to every, every single episode? Every single episode. This is episode number 81, and I'm, he's probably going to go home <laughs> and listen to this on his drive home. I will. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> if I get it uploaded quick enough. That's fun. But, uh, yeah, maybe I'll ask a different question. Okay. Maybe I'll ask a different question. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, because the normal question is what's something that people might not know about you? But yeah. That's basically what the whole podcast is. We're just telling people stuff they don't know about you. Mm. So let's, uh, let's, let's start with a different question. You'll be the first ever. Oh, let's go. I love that. Yeah, all right. Let me, let me quickly think of one. Let me just have a little geese. Uh, oh, yeah, got one. If you could have dinner with anybody alive or dead who jumped in with oh gee that is a good question alive or dead um, I'm trying to think who inspires me um can I flip that around and ask you real quick? <laughs> Who yeah, would you yeah, have to do it? Because when you start your own podcast, <laughs> yeah, of course, but <laughs> you can't pull that shit on me right uh, now. <laughs> you can answer first. Um, who would I have dinner with? I'm just trying to think. Um, oh, got one. If, um, can we do like fictional characters as well? Sure. Um... Uh, Ragnar from Vikings. Ooh, why? <laughs> um, well, if you don't eat in the right way, you'll stab you through that. <laughs> uh, I've recently, surprisingly, I don't know how, I've just developed a love for Vikings. Jeez, I wonder why. <laughs> I um, have just, I think I've just about finished the TV series on Netflix, but like just Vikings in general, and I'm not talking about the ones that would rape and pillage um, and whatnot i'm talking about the ones that like the vikings that would support their family that raise animals and uh, livestock and farm and Hell yeah. um and just their values towards like their family um their close friends and stuff so that's uh i would love to like have dinner with ragnar that'd be sick and he's like and his son Bjorn Eisler. Yeah, yeah, that'd, that'd be, cool. be a dope dinner party, wouldn't it? That would be a yeah, sick dinner party. Just, what would you eat? You'd eat like, surely you'd eat like giant T-bone steak or something like oh, that. Oh, nice. I would have a big steak. Bison heart. Big steak like and some organs. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Cooked over the fire or some shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. So who would you have dinner with? Oh, all right. Let's, um, let's have a think. You know what? I'm not going to reveal that just yet. 
might reveal that in a future episode or maybe I'll leave it with this yeah the person that I would have dinner with is yeah that's not going to happen thank you so much for <laughs> thank you so much for tuning into this episode uh, jump over to Taz's Instagram give him a follow follow along his journey thanks so much for jumping on the podcast brother I really appreciate it thanks for having me yeah all good my man and uh, I'll speak to you next time peace out <laughs>